You have now arrived at Stadium and Gale. Episode of Steady Miguel is your favorite Uncle Silk. It's Dan and Delatory. Same corner, same time. How y'all boys feeling? Good. You guys hear that thunder out there? Hey, thunderstorm, man. That came out of nowhere. How about that? that, that you? I guess that's why they call too. it the Tampa Bay Lightning. <laughs> okay, and that's that's it. That's it. The podcast. It's yeah, that's it, man. Boys. Nick, 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 shut up, shop. Yeah, but before shut down we end the, the podcast, before we end the podcast, so you have to tell us congratulations. You are a uh, a newly minted fiance. What? Yeah. When does this happen? What? Bro, wild, wild guy doesn't follow my blog, doesn't follow anything. What? No, I had a busy weekend, man. I did not see any of this, man. I'm not a hater. I've been liking you, it that happened on man. Tuesday of last week. Yeah, it happened I was. Uh, <laughs> I I, we, I was I was podcasting from North Carolina. You didn't see my my beautiful face last week because uh, the Wi-Fi in the mountains would. Uh, not support face and audio or video and audio. Uh, See me, I tell my, I told my friends when I was about to propose, man. You know, we, uh, yeah, no, you knew you and oh, you know, we we, we yeah. talked about this on the pre-show. Yeah, did we? Yeah, uh, I, I literally, I, yeah. I popped, yeah. I popped the question on two. Kush was big. Oh, Kush was go. big. <laughs> my apologies, man. I got, yeah, I got to lower, I got to lower the Kush. Yeah, congratulations, congrats, man. bro. Congrats, man. Tell the people. Thank you. It, uh, yeah, we were in North Carolina. Um, I, I tried to plan a trip to Nashville, which is where we uh, our relationship officially began uh, on a Vanderbilt road trip. Uh, she sniffed that out, tried to switch it up and go to uh, Washington, D.C., where she was born. How did she sniff so it out? She just knew. Like, I'm, I'm not big at planning. I'm not big on remembering things. And I kept hitting her up being like, hey, we need to plan this trip. She was like, listen, something's up. Uh same thing happened trying to do D.C. So I got her sister uh, and her brother involved. Uh, her brother lives uh, in, in New York. Sister lives in Tallahassee. So kind of made it a, uh, a nice. her family, her, her family trip, which also then was a, it allowed all of them to be there That's uh, dope. for, the, That's for dope. the celebration. For sure. So uh, hit a knee at a winery. Uh, we had an audience of like 30 random people who were just at the winery. They ended up getting mm. video for us. Um cheering so good times i'm on a uh, big retirement tour at the end of it they'll they'll uh, put my jersey in the rafters uh yeah, yeah. From the game. it's a farewell Fair, tour this year? farewell tour uh, i expect I gifts it. at every stop <laughs> i expect gifts at uh, at every stop uh, along oh, the way really? just like uh any any of the other greats would get as they retire from their prospective leagues you just called yourself great yeah uh, self-appointed yeah. sometimes you know <laughs> Sometimes you got to give yourself oh, your own Nick, nickname. congratulations. Hey, Very right. much looking Congrats. forward to breaking out the dancing shoes. For your hey, man. Misery loves company, man. Welcome aboard, Nick. Welcome aboard, Thank man. you. <laughs> uh, congratulations, so I, bro. I got the chance to, to hang out with you for, for a couple hours on Saturday. Uh, you were in uh, in my town. My stopping yeah. down is 813. Man, uh, I love Tampa, Kushcon. man. Kushcon. Kushcon. It was good vibes. What you thought yeah. about it, Dan? Before, before I get into it, I enjoyed myself, man. Um, thanks for, for, for pulling up and hanging out with me. Yeah, man. What, what you thought of it? 
Yeah, no, it was, uh, it was cool. It's, it's not, uh, you know, as a partaker, um, it was a, uh, an enjoyable experience. Um, it, I, I think what the coolest part was, was how cool and chill everybody was and just down to earth. You had a lot of great entrepreneurs. You've got a whole segment of, of new people that have uh, founded businesses and have created really cool concepts and have done uh, incredible things. The science behind uh, you know, medical marijuana or THC or Delta eight or whatever, uh, you want to talk about is, is incredible. I thought it was a really cool place to, uh, to run into you and see you and your element. You're out there networking. Uh, I got to hang out with, uh, with your boy lion who was awesome. And then I'm remembering, lion, man. um, you're, I'm forgetting your other girl's name uh, that was there, uh, as well, but, uh, awesome. Sienna, the yoga, awesome. the yoga, yep. tutorial, Sienna, and also uh lion videographer. We were hanging out, man. The Kushaw, that's my Kushaw's crew. Uh, I thought it was fun, man. Always, always a good time in Tampa. And the convention center is right there on the bay, so the walkout, the scenery, everything was pleasant. And then we went over to uh, Matt's at uh, I'm forgetting the name of the brewery right now, man. Man, because he's big, yeah. We went over to you Matt's brewery. To, uh, yeah, you went over to uh, to uh, to um, oh gosh, it's Bay, bay something. Bay, bay Cannon. Cannon. There we go. Went over to Bay Cannon, hung out with David and TJ and all those guys. I also hit the Florida State block party. That was that was pretty dope. But yeah, it was a good time in Tampa. What, what else you do, uh, Dan? I uh, met, when I ran you? into you, when I ran into uh, uh, Dan, you it, you was having a rough one a little bit, man. <laughs> Using recovery mode. I was in recovery mode. Yeah, I was out. Uh, I was up late. I wasn't even out late. Up late Friday. I just did dinner, Brooke and I, and then we went downtown. Uh, and then just you know, one thing led to another. We were we were up in, until the wee hours of the morning. Um, saw a red moon in the horizon. That was super cool watching that uh, uh, set over uh, Tampa. That was neat. But uh, it was up late, um, woke up late, just wasn't uh, in my element for the first probably 20, 30 minutes that you were there. Uh, finally got to revitalize back to earth. And then uh, what did it do? Kind of just, uh, I don't remember what I did Saturday night. Kush was big. Uh, oh, I know <laughs> what I did. We uh, participated. Uh, we went bowling. We um just kind of hung out. Um, you know, it, was, it was a good time. Uh, yesterday, uh, not to, to drag this on too long, uh, yesterday went boating, uh, beautiful weather uh, here in Tampa for boating. Nice little sea breeze. So Nice. So, coming, coming to Dale Racing, right? It's it's on the docket. It's on the docket. You can't have people always knowing where my uh, – Oh, my bad. Yeah, where my yeah, locations yeah, yeah. are. Yeah, Ruiz yeah. might pull up on you. My fat. My yeah, bad, yeah we're going to pull up. We'll, uh, I'll let you know. I'll have my people talk <laughs> my to bad, your people. Um, no, with that – um let's get on to the show what do you guys say we got a big guest today from on three uh but before we do that let's talk a couple of highlights uh from spring practice but before we do that uh, as always shout out to alan horn uh with state farm insurance visit him at alan horn that's h-o-r-n-e insurance.com or give him a call at 706-692-2888 auto home renters life Boaters insurance, RV insurance, whatever it might be in Florida, Alabama, Tennessee, or Georgia. Again, allenhorninsurance.com or 706-692-2888. Thank you, Alan, so much for being a longtime sponsor of not only Stadium and Gale, but the big three or the roll-up network as well. Uh, Nick, want to ask and and talk a little bit about spring practice. I know that you're going to have to jet out of here a little bit early before the podcast is done. Uh, Talk to us a little bit about what's going on in spring or in fall practice. Jeez Louise, we're already there. (laughs) You're on mute, my friend. Uh, Listen, there's, there's some people that will tell you 
and, and spin uh, beautiful pictures and tales of what we see at practice. Uh, and that's fine. Don't need to call anybody out. Um, but we're watching individual drills. We're watching mm-hmm. routes on air. Um, as soon as like offensive linemen and defensive linemen line up against each other or defensive backs are, you know, playing press against a receiver, Time we're out of there. We're out of there. So um, it, it's really just kind of for me to see is anyone dinged up who's not practicing, who is practicing, where are guys going in terms of uh, depth, you know, who's going first in drills, who's second. Um, so that's really, you know, what I take away from it. And, um, you know, along those lines, I'm, I'm seeing Ricky Persall um, getting a lot of run. Um, I think he, I think you're looking at the starting slot receiver there. Um, Very good. Uh, Richard, Richard Garage is a little dinged up. Got Talk to some people, um, and uh, he's not thought to be serious. He hasn't really been out of practice, and Jalen Kitten is a little banged up. And um, let me tell you, I know that I might be um, easy on punters, uh, definitely an advocate. Jeremy Crawshaw has mm. a tremendous mustache right now. It, it's and he's curling, also up to curling uh, on the sides. Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. he's also up to a, a kangaroo size, two hundred and seven pounds. I saw. Ah, listen, the. Uh, Maccas, as he would say, the burgers are a little bit bigger here uh, in America than they are in Australia. I think my guy's eating good. Uh, I have a I have a uh, vote for the Ray Guy Award. Not saying yep. where it's going to go, but uh, Jeremy's but on. You're not, on not saying where it's going to go. Yeah. Uh, well, also uh, the the reigning the reigning Ray Guy Award winner, who looks like he's a 40 year old biker uh, mm. at Miami, also coming back for his last year. Who also has an awesome stash. Yeah, mm. it, it, it's an awesome you're on, thing. You're onto something. You're onto something here, man. Nick, I'm I'm excited for some booming onion tweets. Come oh, love it. Three weeks from now. Hashtag trademark. We need to put that on a shirt. We do. We need we need to do an nil deal for some booming onions. So um, Nick, what, we'll be back out there again today. Um, Back I think, to the receiving core. What, what, what else you hearing? Uh, so you got Pearsall locking down the slot. What, what, I think he's locking down the slot. I think Trent Whittemore will probably spell him. Um, I'm int- I'll be interested to see the last three years. It was just like, it was like a hockey line change. Like you didn't see the receivers mixing up and, and unless somebody like tapped the helmet and needed, you know, needed a sip of Gatorade. It was these three guys play together. These four guys play together. And then it's like line change. The next group would come in. Um, I'm interested to see if you'll get, you know, I think the starting three will be um, shorter X and Pearsall. But will you see shorter Pearsall, Whittemore, shorter Pearsall, um, Ty Bowman, um, mm. things like that? Or if it's. Oh, you know, uh, Ty Bowman. You said yeah, he that's, got a, 16. that's a name out of nowhere. Oh, hold God, hold well, he, he, he changed. Listen, you, you, in. You, you change numbers. You, you now told I'm a little me. higher on you. you. But you told me, Nicholas, that this was a special team guy at best. I uh, told you that strictly based on the disrespectful number he was handed. As a reminder, Nick, court. my number was number 29. Thank you very much. It, it, which is exactly why I told you <laughs> that he would only be on special teams. Right. Wasn't a good uh, good point, Dan. Uh, <laughs> Thank you for helping uh, me, Dan. You're welcome. But it, it looks like right now, like the guys that, that they did bring in the transfer portal, guys that are ready to contribute uh, – but give me more of of, of my man. Um, what was he, he cooking out there? Listen, I know I'm negative, Nick, but I told you this was a bad wide receiver room, and and, and yeah, it was negative. Uh, I was wrong. Look at these guys. This is what mm. they were ranked. Uh, and then the head coach went out and and got a couple guys. So maybe I wasn't too wrong. Um, I think Ricky Pearsall. It, 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 I mean, it's interesting. And I'm telling you, we're watching routes on air. 
I, I can't tell you if he's getting great separation. Right, it right, looks right. like he is a guy based on his footwork and his quickness. Um, and the little we have seen him, you know, uh, hand fighting at the line of scrimmage, because especially if you're a, an interior uh, wide receiver, you're going to have guys playing a lot of press. Um, it looks like he is a guy that should be able to create separation, that should be able to get open. I think he's really crisp in his route running, which is another way um, to create separation. I just don't see a lot of other guys that do that at Florida. Um, not to say that Justin Shorter can't be that or that Xavier Henderson can't be that, but I haven't seen them consistently create that separation mm-hmm. and get open. Um, and Ty Bowman is another guy that I think could be that. Um, not really sure if he'll play inside or outside, maybe a mixture of both. Um, the, the receivers to me are, are, are going to be kind of a work in progress, and uh, I'm not ready to throw the baby out with the bathwater um, mm-hmm. or, or to crown them. Um but just from the couple practices that that I've been to, um, I've heard I heard a similar. Uh, they're just not making plays right now. Uh, the, the de- I would say the defense is ahead of the offense. As they uh, should, you know. Yeah, five, four should. practices in. Right. As they should, um, gentlemen. We have um, JD Pacal from On Three joining us. Uh, so, do you want to do a quick ad read for Gramco, and then Nick, if you want to welcome JD once that's done, and then we will pick off. Pick up where we left off with this discussion. Shout out to the great folks at Gramco. Be sure to visit the Gramco.com. Use coupon code SG25 for 25% off all THC Delta A products. Uh, they have gummies of flavors. We, we have blue raspberry, fruit punch, and watermelon. All of its gas. Uh, they also have tropical orange and a hard candy that's similar to a Jolly Rancher. Uh, pre-rolls, wake and bake coffee, um, any CBD uh Products you may need, they have sativa doll as well. Again, it's gramco.com. Use coupon code SG25 for 25% off of all THC Delta 8 products. Must be 21 years older or older to participate. <laughs> Welcome in, in, my guy. Even before he uh, was a co worker at On3, uh, easily the best hair on the podcast right now. <laughs> <laughs> Former Division One and, and Ivy Leaguer, oh, JD Pickell. Uh, welcome <laughs> to Stadium and Gale. Uh, good to see you. How's how's uh, life treating you right now? Man, better after that intro. You kidding yeah. me? That that might that was like the most prestigious introduction I've ever uh, you been given. Can, so I hope I hope got, I can live up to that now, man. You got the Ken yeah. doll haircut, man. Yeah. Okay. The, the He's smile, the, you, ready, you ready to hang out a little yeah, bit. Yeah, most, most my famous bet. Cornell grad since Andy Bernard, right? <laughs> Golly, I mean, these are these are some really prestigious accolades. I mean, we got uh, Ed no Marinero from uh, – yeah, right? Ed Marinero from uh, Blue Mountain State, Coach Marty. He's a Cornell <laughs> guy. So, I mean, he, he, said that he said the bar pretty high, but I'm uh, doing my yeah. best fired up to be on here with you all, fellas. Appreciate you having me on. I love that. So, go ahead. Um, just tell people a little bit uh, about your background. Um, we had you on Gators Online, breaking down some Anthony Richardson, breaking down some of what the offense and defense might look like at Florida. Um, what gives you the qualifications to, to break down film? Yeah, it's a very fair question. Uh, so I actually played my uh, collegiate football at Cornell, like you were mentioning before. Uh, played a myriad of positions from running back, slot receiver, wildcat quarterback. I mean, so I asked through a lot in college, to which I think gave me a pretty good um, sample size for different you know, positions and different 
uh, responsibilities on the field to where I had to be, you know, accountable to know different things going on within the defense and uh, in turn be able to break down our defense to that regard. So I think that gave me a, a good gauge for, you know, the X's and O's, maybe a different vantage point than the average individual, or even average, you know, college athlete. Uh, from there, transferred after I graduated with an extra year of eligibility to Baylor University. Uh, never actually got that career started because I got few too many uh, knocks to the noggin. So I had to had to retire before that thing got started, but ended up working out perfectly. I met my wife, got into sports media, and, and here we are, fellas. So I'm, I'm fired up to be on here with y'all and was fortunate enough to uh, like you mentioned, join on three, I think it was, I guess, almost three months ago now. So fired up to be doing this now full time and uh, away we go. I love that. So, J.D., um, unbiased opinion. We all have one. What are your thoughts on uh, on the Gators for this uh, upcoming season? A lot of question marks, obviously. Um, you know, a new head coach, new quarterback, uh, a lot of replacing um, – uh, talent that they're, or they're replacing a lot of talent that they lost, pardon me, to the NFL draft and graduation. So what are your thoughts going in uh, to the 2022 year? Yeah, I'm really excited for the Gators, honestly. There, there's a lot to be excited about. And I think obviously all of the buzz centers around AR, right? No more AR-15, just AR. But uh, I was at the, the personnel symposium, I guess, last week here in Nashville. And there was a lot, a lot of people that were scouts and GMs, whatever. And, and one of the most interesting takeaways I had from from that symposium was uh, I believe it was – oh, gosh, I'm, forget, I'm forgetting who the, who the keynote speaker was. Um, but someone spoke at that event and basically was like, hey, if you can get the quarterback position right, you have a really good chance to win some football games. And so, obviously, a lot of the excitement around Florida centers around what will AR do now given the reins to the offense because, I mean, his skill set is, is just another level. So if he can take that next step as a quarterback and if they can – tailor the offense to his skill set, which I think they will. I'm, I'm thinking they can do some, some really exciting things. So uh, Nick, Nick told me before I got on here to talk about uh, what the the timeline was for them making a bowl game. So I, I'm, I'm optimistic, folks. I'm, I'm optimistic for, for when that can happen. I think it could, could happen by October 15th. I think they could get out to six and one start. I'm, I'm concerned about Utah, but mm -hmm. I mean, it really does come down to AR. If you hit at the quarterback position, like I think we all believe they could potentially with a guy like AR. I think there's, there's a lot in front of them. And, uh, as, as my negative Nick moniker, which uh, I've been mm -hmm. dubbed, I don't know that I've earned, but, but I've been dubbed. I've been uh, pretty bullish on Florida at like seven and five, eight and four. Um, I, I've been worried about That's a potential Oh, and two start. Uh, but, but I think a lot rides on Anthony Richardson. And um, with him, the biggest question is going to be health. Um, a guy that has spent more time in the training room than, than on the field. Um, the doctors have kind of told him that, hey, once you got that knee cleared up, everything in your body is kind of connected. And your hamstring injuries could be because you're overcompensating for a weak knee, subconsciously even. Um, but if, if Anthony Richardson can be healthy and play to what I think the, the, those that are here in Gainesville – believe his ceiling is um we're talking about a guy i think could be a dark horse heisman contender a guy that if if, if florida wins enough games could be even invited um to that trophy ceremony yeah i mean absolutely no ceiling for the guy and i think y'all probably going to allude to this here in a minute but my other question mark around his success is okay now who's catching the ball for him right like who's going to be the playmaker on the mm -hmm. outside because there's a lot of guys that i know in-house have been talked about and there's a fair level of excitement around some of those guys, but in terms of on the field production, 
we're still waiting to see, you know, is that going to be Ricky Pearsall? I know he's a guy that y'all were talking about before I jumped mm-hmm. on here that has garnered a lot of respect early on in his career there in Gainesville and a guy that um, obviously transferred from Arizona State and has already earned that number one jersey, which I know mm-hmm. is a big deal in Gainesville. So if, if Pearsall can be kind of his go-to guy or if somebody, I mean, better yet, you can have a solid number two step up if Pearsall is the number one guy, I think that's going to be a really big variable to success as well, which should go without saying. Uh, I've been hearing about, like, reading a lot about, like, pace. I even heard uh, some of the coaches on the offensive side of the ball uh, talk about pace of the game. Um, what do you think we should expect from uh, just uh, AR, the offense, pace-wise? I've seen – I know watching some Louisiana stuff, they slowed it down to win some games. So they are they are very good with the pace. What do you expect? Yeah, I think I think you, you hit, hit it right on the head. I think it will be a little bit less tempo just because of the fact that – in my opinion, at least, I think they're going to want to try and make it as simplistic as possible for Anthony Richardson. And so if that does end up being a case where, hey, let's let's speed it up and catch the defense on their heels, so be it. But I think more often than not, they want to kind of get into their set. We'll run the football. Uh, we'll, we'll do some motions to kind of make the defense tip their hand a little bit more to allow him to know what he's seeing pre-snap. And so I think as much as possible, they're going to give it a, a simple picture for AR. And I don't know that tempo will really – be something that does that for them just based on what we know about Billy Napier in his past. So um, I think they'll play to the quarterback strengths and, and Billy Napier has been very transparent about, Hey, we, you know, this offense is going to go as AR goes. So um, all that's to say, I don't think it'll be a super high tempo operation, but uh, I wouldn't be overwhelmingly surprised if by game two or three or three or four, it's, Hey, we just need to get him going and not thinking so much. So we're going to go up tempo. That could be a reality, but I think it'll be slower paced than anything. JD, I want to ask you, just because you cover the national um, circuit, certainly a lot more than than we do and, and, and certainly follow it more. Uh, you know, Florida's returning some some pretty big names uh, in their backfield. Naquan Wright, who, you know, had quite a few carries last year before getting hurt. Um, they have former five-star Lorenzo Lingard. Uh, they add in um, Montreal Johnson, who was a thousand-yard rusher at Louisiana. Um, you know, in, in Florida's, you know, got some other players that, that may earn some some time as well. Um, why is Florida's uh, running back room not really talked about much on the national circuit? Yeah, that, that's a great question. I think some of it has to do with some of those names not necessarily being, you know, mm-hmm. the flashy names, the, the B. John Robinson and, you know, yeah. the, I'm trying to think of just other flash names you would throw in there. But none of those guys that you're writing in or keeping on Heisman watch, but guys that are obviously going to be crucial to the success of the Florida offense. And so I think there'll be names that you hear more about, obviously, as the season wears on. Um, I think also it could be a, a deal where, hey, it's been a little bit more by committee or it's, or it's going to be a little bit more by committee, mm-hmm. we anticipate, this coming season. And so uh, Montreal Johnson's a guy I'm really excited about. From from what I was able to see, he, he looked good so far in what he's been able to do in Gainesville. And a guy they're excited about, obviously, is, as y'all probably mentioned on this mm-hmm. podcast before, being a Louisiana guy, being comfortable in the system. So I think he's got a chance to do some really good things this year. Now, do you want it to be strictly by committee? I think that depends on what the coaching staff wants. But um, if you could have a bell cow come out of this group, I I would love to see Montreal Johnson be that guy. Mm. Uh, I do wonder how well uh, Nate is doing. But on the defensive side of the ball, uh, what are you hearing? I'm hearing the young freshman Devin Moore is making some some waves at at the opposite corner uh, aside Jason Marshall. Yeah, I mean, I can't speak too, too articulately to just the youth they have there at the secondary position, but obviously, I mean, bringing eight guys back from that defense a year ago, a lot of leaders, 
And it's funny because it, it's, you know, football is just such, such a ultimate team sport. So, I mean, if you're able to get to the quarterback with those front seven, makes it easier for everybody in the secondary. And, you know, it, it just it's so interesting how it builds off each other. And I think that's going to be something we see, um, especially on the Florida defense, just how complimentary they're going to have to play at all three levels of this defense. So uh, the youth, I'm not 100% sure on, but I know they got some guys that they're excited about coming back, obviously, with Miller and Cox and all those guys. It's, it's going to be, I think, a, right. Uh, uh, improved bunch from a year ago. And, and, and leading that charge is, is someone who I think you looked at for us in, in Patrick Tony. Um, and he'll get a chance uh, at, at, I think he's just 31 years old, um, get a chance to run a, an SEC defense, call the plays, call the shots. What are your impressions of him? Um, and what kind of defense do you expect Florida fans to see when it's now Patrick Tony's turn? Patrick Tony's turn. That's a tongue twister. Yeah, I, I love Patrick Tony. I think Patrick Tony is one of the rising stars in terms of you know defensive coordinators in our sport. Um, one of the things that I love that he does so well is disguising his his defense and taking shots in terms of you know applying pressure and dialing it up. But at the same time, he is calculated to the point where he's not leaving his defense exposed when he tries to run a blitz. See, I know we talked about it a little bit in the video. Um, maybe a couple months ago, Nick, when, when you and I got connected, but they call it like sneakers is what they call it. So you have creeper, someone creep, and somebody else dropping. Yeah, creeper, yes, sorry, creeper. Mm -hmm. um, but ultimately, yeah, I mean, I think the way that they're able to, to not leave themselves overly exposed is going to be obviously a really strong thing for, for that defense. So uh, in terms of what Florida fans can expect, expect a defense that's going to be physical, a defense that's going to be fast, and a defense that's going to be um, – What's the right word? They're not going to be bashful with the kind of defensive uh, pressures they're dialing up. It's not going to be, okay, let's sit back here and try and get a stop. It's going to be, let's go try and make something happen, be the hammer, not the nail. Right. Um, J.D., I want to ask you a little bit more nationally, um, you know, or I guess still in the SEC. You know, Florida has a relatively challenging schedule uh, on the uh, the west side of this um, uh, conference, and then certainly the east division is getting a little bit stronger. You know, Kentucky has a second-string uh, All-SEC quarterback. Tennessee seems, seems to be getting a little bit better. South Carolina made some improvements. You know, what is your, uh, I guess – prognostication on on florida season um based on the talent of other teams not just their um team yeah a lot of variables i think the portal has made that a super interesting conversation because it's a different conversation now than it would have been you know what are we saying five months ago with all the guys that have moved around so um south carolina is a team that i'm watching really closely i mean how for real are they what kind of product is spencer rattler going to be for them this coming year with all the excitement he has around him and people still Obviously, I remember some of his shortcomings at Oklahoma. Um, I think the best case for Florida is somewhere around a nine-win team. Now, the worst-case scenario, I think you're still a six-and-six six program. I mean, they're, they're still just based on the roster alone. If you were just to roll the ball out there and, and have these guys go at it, you know, no practice, no nothing, they probably have enough talent to, to be a bowl-eligible team. So I think six-and-six six is probably the floor, but um, – Depending on what I mean, we talk. I mean, that really is the 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 key variable. How much do you get from a guy like Ar? And, and if he's going to go out there and you know be the man that we all think he can be, and they put it together in year one under Napier, I think they could very very easily be a nine win team. Just realized when he said Spencer Rattler, he probably has the same hat that I have on. Uh, played pretty well <laughs> yeah. against yeah. Uh, against a checked out Gator team in the Cotton Bowl. Um, 
What is what is the I guess the national outlook on Florida? Obviously, I don't think it's a surprise, and and our gay our listeners, Gator fans, would even concede it's probably Alabama and Georgia in the SEC. Uh, but then when you come out of SEC media days, Florida's not even picked to finish behind Georgia. Um, you've got Tennessee and Kentucky ahead of them. Just where, where I guess, is the disconnect then? Because you've seen, you know, pretty high on Florida. Where is the disconnect in maybe what we think? Because we're kind of on the inside and, and, and deep into it every day. Where's, where's the disconnect from what we're saying or seeing in Florida being picked to finish uh, behind two other, three other teams in, in their own division? Yeah, I think some of that has to do with uh, the way these teams finish the season, obviously. And, and Florida's bowl game against UCF probably leaves a snapshot for some people in their minds. And AR is still sort of an unknown commodity when it comes to the national scale. And, you know, everybody knows names like Hendon Hooker. You know, and they see the 31-3 and three stat line. And everyone knows about Jaden Daniels. And, oh, that was a big get for LSU and Brian Kelly. And so I think so much of the – sleight of hand right now in the in the college football offseason, if you will, is people remember snapshots, they remember names, and Florida doesn't necessarily have a ton of those in their corner right now. Now, snapshots and brand names don't mean a thing when you roll the ball out there and play when you know they welcome Utah to the swap. So we you know this all will come out in the wash. But to answer your question, I think that's why people are, are sort of sleeping a little bit on Florida because AR still so unknown by a lot of people nationally and um, there's just so much buzz within other programs right now. And people want to believe that Tennessee's bad. People want to believe that Brian Kelly is going to be the man to bring LSU back to an 11-win team in year one or whatever it may be. So um, with all that being said, I think the brand names are great for right now, but when it's time to play football, people are going to find out about AR. And so I'm excited for that to happen. Yeah. Tell them, Zay, they're about to find out what's up, man. I'm the biggest AR cheerleader alive, man. He's about to shock the world, no doubt. What what is it, Jamie? Well, about, on the way. Go ahead, my bad, man. What is it? What is it about the media? Is it a lack of another name that has so many people infatuated with Will Levis from Kentucky? I mean, not hating on the guy, just you know, watched him last season. Stats didn't look exceptional. Lost, you know, two of his big wide receivers. Um, you know, going to the NFL, Wando Robinson. I'm forgetting the other guy's name right now. But but what is the kind of the media's? Uh, infatuation, not necessarily yours, but the media's infatuation with what they see potentially out of him. Yeah, I think the buy-in is probably he looks the part, right? Big body, big arm. He's going to wow you if he's doing the, you know, the workout videos and you watch him get the cones. And I mean, I think there was a video when he was still at Penn State, the ball just jumps out of his hand. So I think the eye test is something that a lot of people mm. get excited about. And he passes that with flying colors. Um, I'll tell you what, he, he was a undraftable guy for me. Once I saw him do the mayonnaise and the coffee, I mean, I, I, I gave all of my Will Levis stock back. I said, I don't want this anymore. Horrible decision. Then, then he out. ate the banana, yeah. he ate the banana with the peel still on it. I'm it's nuts. Just, it's psychotic I, behavior. I, I wouldn't want to trust a guy like that. You know, no, no, like, no, I, I wouldn't him. trust him with <laughs> the keys to my offense, but that's just me. But yeah, I mean, I think, yeah. I, <laughs> I think we're so married and we're starting to get more and more away from it, but the big 6'4", 6'3", guy, 230 pounds, whatever it may be, like kind of that NFL mold, if you will, which, again, is slowly but surely starting to deteriorate. I think that's where the hype comes from. Um, you know, he'll have to prove it again this coming year if he is going to be that first-round kind of quarterback that people say he is. So, I'm again, I'm not down to Will Levis at all. I just think there's still something to be desired mm -hmm. in terms of production standpoint. 
from a touchdown interception ratio and, and things of that nature. So he'll have his chance for sure. But I think to answer your question, that's probably where the juice comes from is mm. the, the eye test. And is Alabama just going to steamroll everybody this year? Is that kind of what we <laughs> should be looking out for? Uh, we, we said it. We, we still kind of said it. Like Nick Saban no. is, is talking to a guy that knows he's going to, he's going to embarrass some teams oh, no. this fall. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Scary, I mean, I'm, I'm going to enjoy well, Florida, the show, man. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, from, from, from what I've seen, it's, it's Alabama versus the field. It's kind of the way it feels, mm. right? I know it's the Florida podcast. So I want to tread lightly here, and I know y'all don't play. No, no, do your name. Also, <laughs> so, you know, yeah. We, we said the same thing. <laughs> you know, I mean, these people, they know what's up. We lie when it's the game start playing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, <laughs> I love it. I mean, it's it's a little bit frightening for me listening to Saban talk because anytime Nick Saban says something, there's always a glimmer of the Saban standard versus what reality is like he'll talk down on his team. And it's like, y'all won by 50. What are you talking about? Why, why are you saying your team's not, not where you want them to be? But everything that he's saying thus far is like, yeah, good group, love coaching them. A lot of good leadership, good focus. And it's just a lot of positives to where I'm like, you sure? Like there, there's no, but we need to this, but we, you know, there, there's no like Saban negativity somehow baked into that. So to me, that says, if he feels good about his team and this guy likes to be, you know, yeah, Johnny yeah, Raincloud yeah. on his program. Yeah. I I would be a little bit, you know, concerned if I got Bam on my schedule. And also they've got I'm that not. blood in their mouth, right? Like they have, I think I saw some article on on three uh, talking about how they have, or maybe it was Bama insider, how they have the champion or excuse me, the semifinalist or the runner up trophy sitting in their cafeteria. I'm like, you got to be a different kind of sadistic to look at that every day when you're having your French fries and cheeseburger in the cafeteria at Bama. Like they're they're on a mission. So God help everybody else. He's like, yo, coach, I'm just trying to get some pancakes after 6 a.m. workouts. I don't need to see this runner-up trophy. He's like, yeah, you do. You need to see that. He's like, and we got the highlights of the game on the TV for you. Enjoy that. Enjoy that while you pour your syrup. You have to yeah, wear your, to your jersey crazy, all year round. I right? my program. I I I know. Ahead, if there's Jay. anybody that can knock Bama off, who would it be? I know he's gonna run up. He's gonna be ready for Georgia. I thought he would have beat Georgia last year had he had uh, his starters that last game, his receiver that last game. That that last game. But is there anybody that you think could threaten Bama? Gosh, I'm thinking, man. The monsters. Um, uh, yeah, it. the mo- <laughs> You would. Make, in, make I mean, I guess we'll kind of see when some of these teams start to show show us who they are. I mean. It'll be a rivalry game for Tennessee, obviously. I mean, that, that'll be a fun one for us to watch. But I just – I don't see anybody sneaking up on Alabama. And maybe it'd be different if they had, you know, won the deal last year and they were kind of coming back and there was this whole repeat kind of mantra behind right, them. Right. But just it's it just – it's a motivated Nick Saban team, which is just such a scary thing. And so if there is a team, I don't know that it's in the regular season um, – Maybe someone like Ohio State gets into a track meet with them, and maybe the secondary isn't totally repaired. And, you know, Jackson Smith and Jigba goes for 300 again, like he did in the Rose Bowl. But, mm. man, I'm looking across the SEC, and I don't see anybody. I mean, Georgia would be the, you know, conventional pick there, but mm-hmm. even Georgia, I mean, I, I don't even know if Georgia's a playoff team this year, to be honest with you, based on what they're losing on the defensive side and who Stetson Bennett is and what we know about them. So, I think it's Alabama in the field, and I don't. I don't think they're going to lose a game in the regular season, folks. Mm. Already, 
Well, play, what, what is what is that? The Imperial March. Start cue the music. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cue, cue the mu- cue the music on the edit for uh, for the podcast tomorrow. <laughs> well, I appreciate it, um, JD. Uh, really enjoyed having you on. Hopefully, we can have you on uh, during the regular season a little bit more and talk to you about where the Florida Gators are at present. But let everybody know where they can follow you on social media and then uh, plug your show for a bit. Yeah, absolutely, man. would love to get back on here, and I appreciate y'all having me on. You can find me on Twitter, at J.D. Patel. Uh, we do the hard count on a daily basis on the On3 YouTube channel. So go ahead and check that out. But, no, this this has been a blast, man. would love to come back on, and I'm sure we'll have to have y'all on when we start talking more Gators here uh, in the very near future. But excited. It's uh, it's almost time for those pads to start talking and for, for us to do a little yes, more sir. watching. Just yes, a couple sir. more weeks away. Well, J.D., we hey, appreciate congrats, it. Uh, congrats on getting that YouTube to 10K. That was a big milestone hey, thank for you, you. guys uh, in, in a pretty quick time there. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. I, I appreciate it. Really, really great team here. So it was, it was definitely a group effort. But, no, I appreciate it. That's very kind of y'all. Excited for what the fall holds. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, J.D., and we'll talk to you soon. Appreciate it, y'all. Talk to you soon. J.D. Pickell with On3. Very enjoyable conversation with him. Uh, but do want to pick up with where we left off. Nick, we have you for another 25 minutes or so. Um, so want to uh, talk a little bit more about where we are at practice-wise. I know we left off talking about receivers uh, and uh, a little bit about the defense and, and which side of the ball is, is ahead of the others right now. And I know that we kind of assumed the defense would be ahead of offense uh, just as the nature of how things normally go. But, Nick, what else can you share uh, from practice or Silk? Obviously, chime in on anything you've heard as well. Yeah, I think um... – We had uh, we talked to Denny Thompson, um, Zach Alberti and I, and I think we had seen that AR looked a little bit better uh, in the spring game, just in terms of decision making, passing the way the ball is coming out of his hand. Um, And Denny said that they were probably 30 percent of the way uh, retooling his throwing motion and retooling who he is as a passer. And they're probably 80 percent of the way um, when, you know, when that clip of AR throwing the ball uh, a quarter mile at the Manning Passing Academy comes out. Um, I think you're seeing that. I think the ball has always come out of his hand really well, um, but just the decision-making, the poise, talking about um, throwing guys open, not throwing to open guys. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think that's something you're going to see with AR more this year. Um, I, I, Jack Miller looks okay. I, I just, and I'm not trying to talk down on him, but like, the, the difference between AR and the rest of the quarterback room is significant. And that's why I say that so much of Florida's success will hinge on Anthony Richardson, um, his play and his health. Mm. Um, Nick, uh, any other uh, surprises? I do want to talk a little bit about where we're starting to um, hear some names of some younger individuals <laughs> that are, that are new to the program that are have a chance for some significant playing opportunities. So I want to touch on some of those. Um, some of the names that I've heard the most of probably are um, freshman uh, Devin Moore. Stock uh, up. Hey, yeah. get, buy, buy your stock now. Cause the prices will be going up. Uh, yeah. Before, prices, before October. Yeah. The price today is in tomorrow's price. Right. Um, so talk to us a little bit. I know Kamari Wilson has been getting some playing time as well, but who are some of the other uh, younger names that, that folks should be on the lookout for? Not necessarily saying they're going to start, but. Right. Um, yeah, I think Devin Moore is taking advantage of an opportunity. Jaden Hill um, has not been able to practice. Billy kind of downplayed it, um, but obviously as a, as a guy coming back from uh, knee surgery, 
um, you have to worry, has there been a setback um, uh, coming back from that? And what will be your availability uh, in, in the long run? I, I worry about Jaden Hill and, and we'll be anxiously at every practice that we're able to attend to see if he's gotten back yep. um, to the field yet. As but we Devin said Moore's- last year, Nick, the season goes as Jaden Hill goes. So no, no, this season that. damn sure is going as <laughs> his last year did. We got we're gonna break that right now. <laughs> so Devin Moore has an opportunity. I think, I think that that take is what uh, derailed the season. Yeah, that that's my bad. That's on me. <laughs> I do um, think, regardless of Jaden Hill's health, I think even if he was there, I just think Devin Moore physically brings something totally mm-hmm. different than the rest of that room. Uh, Jason Marshall's a, a, a big kid. Uh, in the SEC body, but the rest of that room, even Kimber, I think he's talented, but they're smaller than than Devin Moore. So from a physical yeah. standpoint, and I think he's him. I think he's one of them guys that's gonna have a brick outside one day. Um, but I think regardless of Jaden Hill help, I think he still would be pressing for snaps. His pronouns are he and him. He is he him. him. He is him. Mm. <laughs> um, that, that's that's gonna be an interesting one because uh, a guy like Kimber. I mean, obviously missed last season with the shoulder injury, but has experience. Um, a guy like Avery Helm, he's had his own injuries at Florida, but has playing experience. Devin Moore, uh, when he runs through the tunnel at you know 7 p.m. on September 3rd, that's the first time he's going to feel what it's like to play in a college game. How do you handle that? Are you ready for that? Um, really intelligent kid, really smart uh, super mature for his age. I, I expect him to be able to handle it. But even then, that first day, that first game, you could be a 30-year-old freshman. It's going to take your breath away, you know, uh, just feeling 90,000, a night game in the swamp, cameras around. Um, he, he's a guy that I would expect to play well at the beginning of the season, but one that you would hope would get better week by week. And then how are um... – Osiris Torrance looking, uh, how's the offensive line looking? Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that a lot of folks are, are happy and excited about that, but obviously you're not going to see a lot of practice. Um, you're only seeing a lot of one-on-ones. I'm sure you're not seeing right. a lot on the offensive line, but talking to people and, and folks around the program, what's the, the word there um, well, on Florida string? One more stock low now, but I think we'll, we'll rise um, on defense before I go to offense is Tyreek Sapp. Um, okay. He's yes, someone who, yeah, he's someone who I, I think there was a lot of immaturity um, in him and in, in his approach last year, um, he had a child in the offseason, and, and I saw kind of what that did for um, Dominic Easley between his junior and senior years. Um, and, and I think that's changed Tyreek Sapp's purpose. And, and now it's not, oh, I have to go to class to have to do this. I'm doing this to provide for some somebody else. Um, and, and I think he's someone you've been asking Who's going to take the pressure off Brenton Cox on, on one side of the ball? And I think that first answer is Princey Umilalen. I think that's close. That's close. I think as it's I'll ever Umilalen, but I think you're close. That's close as I'll ever get. Yeah. Uh, and then behind behind Princey is is Sap. So that's someone okay. who I'm really excited. And uh, sure, we'll put it out there. That's a little St. Thomas bias as well. But I yeah, think he's someone that, that's gonna that's gonna shine. Um, Osiris Torrance, I think will finish. He started oh, the uh, year. Real quick, real quick. Nick, real quick. Nick, yeah, yeah. yeah, let's real hold quick. off. Yeah, go ahead. And- now, real quick, on defense, I, I, I agree with you, Tyreek Sapp. I mean, even from a weight room perspective, he's looking like a grown man. Um, shout out to Lloyd Summerall, too. He's looking great. Uh, but uh, another young one, Shamar James. been hearing a lot yeah. about him mm-hmm. uh, in the he's linebacker He's getting room. run with the ones. Um, and, and I don't know if that's, beautiful. Uh, you know, putting Ventrell on a pitch count or putting Amari on a pitch count. These are guys that are in their sixth and their fifth year. Um, they know the defense. Um, but Shamar's been getting some run with the ones. Super athletic. Um 
it was interesting to talk to Amari Bernie and say that Ventrell and, and, and himself have taken Shamar under their wing. Like, hey, mm-hmm. and it's not necessarily – perfect setup. That's a perfect setup. A six-year beautiful. senior and, and, mm-hmm. and a freshman, that's a it's perfect it. setup. And it's not even necessarily like, listen, he's Shamar, I think, is probably more physically gifted than both of them. We'll probably be able to do things on the field yeah. that maybe Ventrell and Amari just couldn't. But you've got guys who are six and five years into their college career telling you what they see. And you're not seeing that yet because the game hasn't slowed down for you right. at right. the college level yet. So it is a perfect uh, call it like an intern year for mm-hmm. Shamar. You've got two guys who who have been through. I think Ventrell Miller committed to Steve Spurrier. They've been through some defenses. Yeah, They've yeah, been sure. through yeah. some defensive coordinators. They've seen different things. This is the best, best of best opportunity for Shamar James. And it's not even just on the field. It's hey, this is how we take notes in in in, in film study. So right. that you have that for yourself later when you're going back because you have to do the extra work on your own. Hey, here's the notes I have from what Coach said mm-hmm. as I'm sitting on my iPad, you know, back in the dorm room. Right. There's just habits that you're going to learn and pick up from them that are just yeah. naturally going to yeah. be there being in the same room as, as folks like those guys. Um, yeah, so that's uh, great. The, the biggest thing I think Shamar James, with Shamar James being able to do this, this is the first time in a long time we're getting uh, guys that are high, highly rated at, at linebacker, but they're not projects. Um, mm-hmm. Dan Mullen and the crew, they were bringing talent to guys that were freshmen and highly rated, but they were guys they would, had to learn the position. Shamar James already know how to play linebacker. He already want to get in the mix. So that's an advantage as well. Uh, mm-hmm. You don't have to coach some natural linebacker instincts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh. Nick, sorry, I know we interrupted. Um, well, and there was one more defense oh, that, that you mentioned, Kamari Wilson. Um, I, I think he has a chance, but it, it's going to be um, Torrance and it, it's going to be Trey Dean to start the year. Like, that's just what it is. He, he yeah. will have an opportunity to come in uh, and, oh, no and get some reps, get some snaps. And what do you do with those reps and snaps? Do you make the coaches have to have a difficult conversation mm-hmm. with a fifth year senior or, or a third year sophomore? Or does your play warrant the reason why you weren't starting to begin mm-hmm. with? So it's, it's going to be on Kamari, but the, the staff loves Sam Patrick. Tony's really, really high on him um, and someone to definitely watch um, this year and, and certainly in the future. Yeah. I mean, everybody's going to get an opportunity to get better, right? I mean, Kamari Wilson trying to vie for that spot to, to play is going to obviously get better, uh, you know, through his work ethic and everything else that he needs. And then obviously those other guys, you know, Torrance, Dean, whoever else might be in the mix there um, are going to have to play better. And so they're ultimately going to have to get better to make sure that they continue to get their time. It does not seem like there's really any seniority or anything that we're dealing with that we, that we saw from a previous coaching staff, you know, playing into effect here. Now, certainly, you know, we'll see when, when the season comes, but from everything that we're hearing out of practice, it seems like everybody's getting a fair share, you know, fair share and a fair opportunity uh, to get on the field in the fall. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, offensive side of the ball. Um, Defensively, we talked- I'm sorry, Go I don't ahead. want to move it. Defensively, no, did yeah. we speak about the, uh, uh, Chris Thomas coming back on campus at defensive tackle? We did not, not yet. <clears throat> yeah, All right, cool. Um, so we can talk a little bit about that. Uh, Chris Thomas does join. He was one of the guys that uh, was uh, removed from the team back in, I think it was June or July, late June, early July, uh, when uh, the rest of the guys, Mordecai McDaniel and, and Demarcus Bowman, uh, were removed from the roster as well. He is welcome back. Nick, anything else? I know that he worked on a few things, but he is back on the roster and back on the practice field. Uh, the biggest thing with him was taking your academics serious, um, going to class, going to your study yeah. sessions, uh, meeting with your tutors. Like these are things that when I was 18, 19, 20 years old, I, I didn't want to do when I was playing D3 baseball. Hey, you gotta mm-hmm. go to study halls. Like, I don't want to spend my night in study hall. Um, and, and I think you realize, okay, that's fine. That's the decision you make, but you're not going to be on this football team if you're mm-hmm. not doing those things. So, 
Um, it wasn't anything with him workout or football related. Um, there was some off the field stuff. He just had to, to get right. So good for him uh, yep. for fixing that and, and getting back. Um, I, I, it's a position that Florida badly needs depth in. And we talked about them whiffing on, on some guys like you, you, they need active and able bodies at defensive tackle. Yeah. I saw Graham McDowell. Is it Graham McDowell? Griffin. Um, Graham, uh, Gr- Griffin McDowell. Good. Sorry. Griffin McDowell is uh, also playing defensive tackle this year, moved from offensive line. Uh, looks like a completely different dude. So shout out to him. Oh, no. Obviously been putting a lot of work in, in the weight room. Um, but if you look at him, looks almost unrecognizable. Oh, the, the twinkle in Dan's eye there, Silk. Unre- twinkle in my eye. Twinkle in Dan's eyes. Might, might be the guy that I hinged the season on, Nick. Maybe oh. the season goes as well as Griffin McDowell. Who knows? I would not allow <laughs> that. Not under my watch. <laughs> not under my watch. You say such a thing like that on here. Uh, nice body, body transformation, but yeah. Dan almost got a little man crush. Like you start blushing yeah. a little bit, bro. Yeah, mm. it was a man crush. Got very close to his computer screen there, too. Yeah, yeah, you well, I was looking sprinting. at the roster here trying mm-hmm. to find uh, some some weights, some updates, but we'll, uh, we'll just leave it at that. Go check mm-hmm. it out for yourself. Uh, do it at home. This is a not, not safe for work conversation. <laughs> um, Nick, talk to us a little bit about the offensive line. Um, I, I'm still really high on the offensive line. I think um, – it'll take them a little bit of time to, to gel. Um, that's a position where, or a position group where you have to be working, you know, uh, really in tandem, like the X and the Z receivers don't need to be as in tune with each other and what they're doing on a given play as the, the left guard in the center, right guard and the right tackle. Um, I think from left to right, I think that the line is, is veteran, a bunch of guys who have uh, talent experience um, and, a ton of coaches. There's like eight guys out there every practice, like working with uh, the offensive line. Um, and, and I think Osiris Torrance is one of those guys who was on a preseason list and will be at that same spot in, in a postseason list. Like he looks like a guy that hasn't given up uh, a, a sack in, in three years in college. So I'm excited to see him play. Um, I, I thought Josh Braun going into the spring, I thought Josh Braun would take this, take the starting spot at, at right tackle, but I think that's going to be Michael Tarquin. Um, it'll be interesting to see when the, when the games start, how, how do you stick with five? Do you move guys in and out? I know John Hevesy, you'd see, you know, two, three guys, you know, being changed throughout a game and, and in and out. Uh, it'll be interesting to see there, but I like, I like Florida's five. I don't know how much really quality depth you have. Um, you know, a guy like Jake Slaughter, I think is coming on. Um, Richie Leonard's coming on, uh, there at center to, to spell Kingsley, um, but I think they're still searching for, you know, those eight to 10. You've got five for sure, six for sure. Uh, can you get to eight, nine offensive linemen that you trust uh, before September 3rd? Perfect. So any more thoughts on offensive or defensive side of the ball, spring or fall practice from what we've heard? No, no, man. It's pretty much the gist of it. Um, I'm done. I got Love to hear it. Love to hear it. All right, boys. Um, Nick, I know you've got to leave here shortly. So, but before we get into a little bit of a draft, we'll get into a little bit of recruiting, some national news cutting and stuff like that. Uh, we want to welcome a new sponsor uh, to our show. Um, so, support for today's episode is going to come from our friends over at True Classic, uh, new sponsor offering uh, some of the best uh, fitted t shirts 
uh, that you may want. Um, if you have a little bit of a dad bod like me, check them out. Uh, you'll get 25% off of your order if you go to trueclassic.com and enter code SG25 for 25% off of your order. And you'll get free shipping on shirts over $100. Really good stuff. Um, have a couple shirts. Silk got to wear one the other day. Um, we got some merch coming your way. Um, but uh, athletic tees, polos, regular t-shirts, whatever you might want. Really good stuff. Really good quality. Trueclassic.com. Promo code SG25. One-stop shop for all men's essentials. I think you guys will be really impressed. So trueclassictees.com. SG25. Sound a little bit like Colin Coward as I was reading off. Kind of kind of notice that. I have to make sure that I correct myself and don't get sucked into that wormhole. Nick, Corey, last week we had a debate on – or we didn't have a debate. We had a draft for cornerbacks and safeties. I believe mm -hmm. that I won the cornerbacks. Uh, not a big deal. My first win on the season. Uh, safeties came in a very distant third, as usual. Um, Silk won the safeties last week, uh, so we're back at it this week. We're going to pick two defensive ends, two defensive tackles, and two linebackers to complete our teams. This is very tricky. Yeah. Two DEs, two de defensive tackles, and two linebackers. Spin um, that spin, wheel. Spin the wheel. Um, I didn't have this set up yet. Um, wow. So, again, we can do it um, one linebacker, one outside linebacker, um, or however you want to best rusher. select your team so if i share my screen here uh share screen chrome tab walking I, I got i think i got hosed a little bit my safeties were, were not winners and i mean we were bringing pain with my safety yeah so, no uh you, you like i said i i don't think people for me understand history uh little lewis oliver jarvis williams mm. uh we're we're shaking and we're moving out there uh silk congratulations you get to pick first and then, so we'll remove your name, and then we'll spin again. First overall. Oh, love it. Nick. All right. So we are – so, again, two defensive ends, two defensive tackles, two linebackers. So, I'll start with you. Give me a defensive line, defensive end, first overall pick. Javon Curse. Mm. Mm. Give, me the, give me the freak off the edge. Yeah, he keep. Oh, we consider him a D, we, we yeah. consider him a DN or a linebacker. I think he played linebacker at UF. So whatever yep. you want to put him at, um, but I think that he I'll was. I put him at linebacker, linebacker. Then that's what we're doing. Okay. Then uh, linebacker. All right, Javon so Curse. I'm I'm gonna go defensive end. Uh, the single season sack sack leader, Alex Brown, Alex Brown. Okay. to the mm. squad. Nice. I like that. I'm going to go, let's see, I'm going to go with, I'm going to choose a defensive end. And I'm going to go with Carlos Dunlap. Nice. And then I'm going to follow that up with linebacker Channing Crowder. Oh, Dan. Oh, unbelievable. Um, it's a win-win situation for me here because Dan yeah. fumbled the bag again. Big time. Big time. Um, I'm going linebacker. Um, Brandon Spikes? 
I'm, I, I'm, I was between him and mm -hmm. another. We'll see if Silk gets the other. Uh, maybe he won't. I am going to go Brandon Sprite, B Spikes as my first, uh, my first linebacker. So I almost did that, but I'll explain later. Go ahead. But you I go back, back to back now, right? Yeah, you do. All right. Uh, I'm going to go defensive tackle. Um, this is tricky, but we're, we're not that deep in defensive tackle, so I got to do something early. You feel me? Mm -hmm. Um trying to see what I'm here. This is tricky. I could easily lose this because Dan dropped the bag and gave Nick an opportunity here, man. Mm -hmm. you, what just else gave, is you gave him <laughs> you just gave him spikes, man. I did not foresee that happening. Um you forced my hand. Give me. I feel like I got a defensive end as well, man. I'm sorry I'm holding up the show, but I want to win. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go. Let me let me go. Uh, Mike Peterson at linebacker. Okay. Um, then I'll come back to need defensive end, bro. Give me uh, Jack Youngblood, defensive end. Mm, okay. That was going to be my pick. Um, so I'm just going to go ahead and win the linebacker group and take Wilbur Marshall. I got Brandon Spikes. I didn't want to go Marshall. too old. Yeah, Probably I have the two best linebackers uh, in Florida football history. So we've won not, linebacker. Not in, in my opinion, if you consider in Javon Curse a linebacker. Hmm. He's an edge rusher. It's a line, you got him in the linebacker group, bro. I didn't choose the rules, but. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's on you, Dan. Go and fumble the ball, bro. We're waiting on it. Go, mm. go ahead and fumble, Dan. Mm. Kick it around a little bit. Yeah, Wilbur Marshall is <laughs> a good pick. I forgot about him, and I normally go old school. And I got to say, young blood, so you really screwed. Him, yeah, man. I'm really struggling. I'm going to go. I'm going to pick Kevin Carter for defensive nice. end. Oh, just I'm struggling here a little bit, boys. Uh, defensive tackle. I'm going to go. Um, this is tough. Um, I'm between a guy that only played a year at UF, but really thrived in the NFL and is connected to UF still. Or mm, I'm just going to go with uh, Sharif Floyd and hope you guys don't uh, catch his name later. Mm, my other DN, I'm going to go young. Give me, give me the six guy. Mm. Dante. Not your turn. Oh, oh Nick, shit. Nick, we're going to Dante turn. Fowler. Not, not your turn. All right. Well, go ahead. Nick, you have the opportunity to steal Dante Fowler. We, uh, uh, I was going to go DT, but I think I'll be fine there. We're going to take Dante Fowler. I've got oh, my God. Dante what Fowler on the edges. What a scumbag, man. Uh, uh, scumbag uh, move was just to jump ahead and uh, <laughs> cut in line. Mm. That was first. It's my goal, right? Okay. Yeah. I uh, um, gave up my pick. That wasn't smart. Uh, give me Jarvis Moss at, at, at the other defensive end. All right. Jarvis yeah. Moss. So, so it's got the best special teams right now. Yeah. Best special teams. Yeah. Uh, the, the, cock, the cock block. Yeah. Yeah, the greatest block of all time. That sure. was the what craziest game I've ever been in defensive life. tackle? You need two defensive tackles. I haven't chose one. 
No, nope, sir. Neither, neither of us have. I'm the only one that picked one. This is going to be. Who you got? Sharif Floyd off the board. Yeah, that's it. Off the board? That's it? Yep. Give me uh, Jerry McCord in. How about that? Okay. Just off the, off, off the top of my head. I'll take uh, uh, Gerard Warren, not Jerry McCord. Gerard oh, Warren. That's what a big difference. About? Gerard Warren. Um. Leaving you guys are. I'm going a little bit older, I guess, but uh, in, in my picks, but I think you guys are leaving me like the best players at their their prospective positions. I'm gonna take so Ellis you Johnson. choose Ellis Johnson. Okay, so that's what I was gonna pick. I've learned that people don't follow history for some reason, but Nick, I like that uh, that pick for you. Um. I got on my list. I just thought, like, that time I wasn't really paying attention to, like, defensive tackles and stuff like that. I'm like, that really... I mean, defensive player of the year, uh, part mm-hmm. of three SEC championships, six forced fumbles in his career. I mean, I, I, got, a, I, got, a, I got a stud. I got yeah, a guy. Go, um... Gerard Warren is a gangster, man. Give me yeah, this. Mm-hmm. I like Gerard Warren. He's an absolute gangster. Warren was uh, incredible. I'm going to go – man, this is tough. Um – I know who your guy was that you were alluding to, Dan. Who's that? Trace? Only, only, yep. So I thought about him. Um, but then, you know, there's Brad Culpepper, right? Um, but Warren is the, uh, the guy that I was actually thinking of. Uh, but I wasn't going to pick him because most people don't seem to know who the Gators are after 2013 on the internet. Um, so I'm going to go Scott Brantley cause he was multi-award winning. I'm going to lose guys. Yeah. Lost yeah. Again. No, we, I, yeah, we yeah, lost yeah, you, yeah. once you missed those spikes, it was over, man. Yeah. yeah. You fumbled well, the bag. You fumbled yeah, the bag pretty quickly, Dan. I did. Um, and then <laughs> he makes a pick. Goes, I'm going to lose. I'm, gonna, I'm not, yeah, yeah, yeah. this it's, is not my week. It's not my week. Um, <laughs> oh, and God, then what do I need? I need a defensive tackle. <laughs> this is a patchwork team, man. <laughs> yeah, his team is not not going to win a lot of uh, of awards. Um, so I'm just going to go with them. Stadium and Gale alum, Brad Culpepper. Well, you saw some right. sad who's in Brad, man. Uh, it's not Brad's fault. Um, it's my <laughs> fault. Um, shout out to Brad, great uh, football player. Um, definitely one of the goats uh, for UF. Has a brick, but. I just think putting him on my team, we just we aren't necessarily set up for success, Nick. Um, so I got I got D tackle now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and uh, has uh, Easley been taken? I don't think so. No, no. <laughs> yeah, bro. we got Dominic Easley uh, to put next to Ellis Johnson, and I, this could be a clean sweep for me this week. Who was your other linebacker besides Spikes? Brandon Spikes and Wilbur Marshall, uh, Wilbur the two Marshall, best linebackers right. in Florida football. Yeah, history, Nick, so. Nick's going to win this one because Dan dropped the bag. We can't even it out, man, after such a, a Channing Crowder whiff like that. Bro, how you go with Channing over <laughs> Spikes, man? Shout out, no, no slight to Channing, but. Yeah, that was my bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I realized that once I said it. <laughs> I'm glad you said it. <laughs> and then he stole my pick because I picked too early. Like we we set Nick up nice this week. How yeah. about we just cut this segment from the show? We'll pretend yeah, it never right. happened. Yeah, leave it in there, buddy. YouTube, and we'll do it again next week. Yeah, yeah. Leave it in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you need to pick one more defensive tackle. 
Oh, I got another D tackle. Man. Who? I'm a man, goodness. I'm just gonna go like unconventional because you know Nick already got the win, so I'm gonna keep mm. it cribby. I'm gonna go uh, Ray McDonald. Hmm. Oh, Ray Mac. All right. Well, Nick, congratulations on your win this week. Even a blind squirrel finds a nut. Yeah. Um, I can't win every week, especially if I'm like you're giving him brain spikes. Yeah. What round did you pick, uh, Channing? First. First. Round? Yeah, that was bad. So I realized I realized my mistake yeah. early. Yeah, and then I was just fighting uphill the whole time. Uh, to peel the curtain back, this is Dan's segment. Dan, yeah, he's, he's Dan is the one that came up with the segment and has picked the positions that we're picking every week. Yeah, but I've uh, picked third each time. Yeah, that's the wheel. You can't that's predict not, that's the wheel. Not us. You can't predict the wheel. It's Even the shame. wheel. The wheel can't predict like. Can't predict, in the first yeah. round is nuts, man. That is nuts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe I just nuts. got too excited about the idea of Channing. Who Channing Crowder is as pivot, an man. idea. Mm. Oh, man. Um, let's give a quick shout-out to our friends over at Alumni Hall. They just got in their Peter Millar football season shipment. If you are a golfer or you wear polos, I'm a Peter Millar wearer, huge fan, best yeah. products out on the market. Um, they are probably every man's favorite polo and they are going to be like carried that. right next to the Nike and Jordan coaches polo. Say that. They like that. They're fire. Yeah. They're fire. Oh, they're yeah. fire. They're a little pricey now, but yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely fire. So uh, they're going to have a lot of the new, really cool designs, a lot of great golf designs as well for you. And they're also going to have a great selection of Southern tide and cutter and buck polos as well for you. As always alumnihall.com or visit them on Archer Road, the best place in Gainesville to get all things Gator. Um, Nick, I know you have to run, my friend. So farewell. Thank you so much. We're going to wrap up the show here. Uh, Silk got a couple of uh, pieces of recruiting news as we get into. It does seem like there is going to be two announcements this week. Uh, Kelby yes, Collins, a defensive tackle that is between Florida and Alabama is going to be announcing on Saturday. And then there's word that Ken James is also uh, going to be announcing potentially on Sunday. So it could be a big week for the Gators, but uh, any thoughts or anything that you've heard uh, on recruiting elsewise? I now I feel good about uh, Kamar. Um, visit our campus a lot of times this uh this off season, Cameron. I'm sorry. Yeah, Cameron. I feel good. I feel good about Cameron. He visited us off, visited us a lot this off season. Um, guy, they need to close on. I heard Georgia was creeping in, uh, so a guy they just need to close on. So I feel good about his his decision coming up. And uh, Shelby, we've been trending for. We got the last visit. Yep. It is a Bama guy. We'll see what's up. But um, I like I like where we're at with it. And those will be two really good closes. If I think there's one or two more that we could probably get before. A football season kickoff when I'm pretty sure that'll land us in the top 10, uh, mm -hmm. seven, eight, nine ish uh, recruiting class, uh, which, which after being the, the worst Florida recruiting see off season ever, that'd be yeah. a nice little ending for it, right? Yeah, and then not, we'll, too, not too not bad. too bad. Not too bad. Um, other names just to, to know, Cedric Baxter is going to be announcing on Wednesday of this week. Uh, it is likely going to be Texas, but his finalists are Florida, Miami, Texas, and Texas A&M. Uh, but no, Florida with uh, Kelby Collins. Uh, and if they can get in 
uh, Cam James as well would be incredible for UF to start their season with probably still six or seven more spots available uh, for them to move forward. It also does seem a name that we had talked about for most of the month of June and July uh, would be athlete Equavia Sori, uh, who's a wide receiver and uh, defensive back prospect. It does seem like his opportunity to commit has closed and him and Florida have respectfully moved on from one another unless something changes i uh, do not expect uh to yeah. see dequavius sorry's name in this class anymore um so can you thoughts on 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 that or do you think florida's really missing out or, or kind of what are your thoughts no i think uh the wide receiver as you can see the, the floor of it is raising um mm -hmm. i think the, uh, the other kid tyree is going to end up possibly decommitting and maybe end up at somewhere like ucf uh but the floor is raising a little bit with andy jean uh, aiden mazel uh, Eugene Wilson. Uh, so wide receiver, sorry, would have looked good maybe three, four months ago when we was dying to have some momentum for a four-star. But um, with where the defensive back is and wide receiver skill position recruiting is going right now, the floor has been raised. Uh, so a guy that you were taking as an athlete, tweeting, trying to find a spot for him, yeah, he may have waited himself out of a position, I think. Absolutely. Absolutely. In other news, a couple of former Florida Gators um, or current former uh, current and former Florida Gators, pardon me, uh, graduated this weekend. So I want to give a congratulations out to two in particular uh, while I do pull up the list. Uh, Randy Russell and um, uh, and James Robinson uh, both announced that they uh, graduated uh, not too long ago last week. Um, both guys obviously had both of their careers cut short uh, due to health issues, but great to see both of them around the program uh, still are. Well, I know that Randy Russell has been around the program, but great to see both of them uh, still in school and do finish, um, you know, their degrees and, and hopefully move on to, uh, to bigger uh, things in their career. I know Randy Russell, Soak, I think you mentioned is going to take an internship with the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, yeah, real, real dope, man. I was just talking to my cousin this morning about using one of his Airbnbs to come check them out. I'll definitely come and check them out. Um, I, I do want to give those guys just you know all their flowers for sticking through it, man. In our culture, it's easy to like get injured and think that's all your life is. It's just football. So, um, just this is good to see. J. Rob barely got into UF. Like, it was mm -hmm. a whole to do, man. He worked hard all summer. Uh, they had a whole party when he came to camp um, and, and showed up. So I think it's, it's just dope that, they, that you see the finished product and we taking care of Polk County a little bit, you know? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. No, it's, it's great to see them. Certainly wish them the best of luck. Uh, Dante Zanders also graduated uh, this past week. Uh, Trent Whittemore, wide receiver. Uh, Brenton Cox uh, as well graduated. So congratulations to those guys uh, and certainly Whittemore. Uh, Cox and uh, Xanders will have an opportunity this year uh, on the football field and certainly uh, wish Randy Russell and James Robinson best of luck uh, in their future careers and once a Gator, certainly always a Gator. Um, Silk, before we get uh, to the last ad read, Nick mentioned it uh, earlier when we were talking to JD. Are you surprised that the Gators were not ranked uh, in the coaches bowl today? Uh, nah, man. After that, that, that final product that you saw last year, uh, a, a checked out team, wasn't a lot of positives to hang your hat on. And a lot of these teams get their, their, their new season hype off of the final, mm -hmm. the final project from last year. So, nah, man, I like where we at with it. Um, rankings don't do anything for me as a fan. Mm -hmm. Uh, let's see how we finish the season, but I want to be slept on a little bit. I want these guys to feel like they need to earn, you know, saying the hype. So, mm -hmm. 
Yeah, the radar's off of us. We we coming in chilling. The expectations are low. I like it. Yep. Yeah. Um, let me just pull up. I was just just looking at it and then I just clicked low nationally. They ain't low for me. I got, right. I got I got lofty expectations for AR in this season and then catching guys off guard because they don't know what we're about to run. Louisiana never ran what we're about to run with this with this freak of a quarterback we got. So it's gonna look different than, than any of these coaches could prepare for. So I got some high expectations. Um, but nationally I like how under radar we are. It's dope. Yeah, the Gators uh, right now are slated to play against number eight, Utah, and then three SEC teams that are ranked in the top 25. Georgia's ranked number three, Texas A&M number seven, and Kentucky 21. So certainly this is just a preseason poll. It does not mean anything, and the Gators will have an opportunity uh, to move up in those rankings starting in week one. So certainly we wish – um, or certainly we're going to watch to see where the Gators finish up. Uh, as always, let's end the show. Silk, you'll have song of the week. While you think of that, uh, mm. we did not mention uh, our friends over at Homefield Apparel. Visit them, homefieldapparel.com. Use promo code Stadium and Gale. You will get 20% off of your 15%, pardon me, off of your order. Um, best vintage tees in the game for the University of Florida, as well as about 50 other schools as well. Uh, you're going to find unique products that you will not see anywhere. So visit homefieldapparel.com. Use promo code Gale and get 15% off of your order. As a reminder, uh, visit the Stadium and Gale shop. We're asking you to spend a lot of money, but that's okay. All goes to uh, to good causes and, and making your closet the best it can be for the fall. Uh, visit stadiumandgale.com and click shop and take a look at all the new designs that we have. Also, while you're there, uh, go visit the Stadium and Gale blog. We have a bunch of great writers uh, led by our editor-in-chief, Connor Clark, uh, pushing out new articles for you, uh, whether it's about recruiting, whether it's about the top five hot takes for this season, or whether it's a season preview, go visit those guys. Uh, please support Allen Horn Insurance, Gramco, Home Field Apparel, uh, Alumni Hall, and then our new sponsors, True Classic Tees, all by using their respective promo codes. So why don't you take us out with song of the week? No doubt. Let me go with uh let me go with somebody local, man. Let me get let me get my guy out of the Broward. Paint and silk is a song. His name is Casso. Um that's what we'll go with. Caso? Casso. C A double sign uh money sign money sign O. C A money sign money sign O. It's called paint and silk. Paint and sip. Perfect. Sip. Paint and sip. Oh, paint yeah, and yeah. sip. Paint. Like paint. paint and sip. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like you're going to paint. Paint and sip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's move on. Yeah, perfect. Love it. So, same corner, same time next week. Same corner, same time, man. Oh, we haven't did, we didn't do uh, Manscaped, man. Be sure to visit manscaped.com. Mm. Use coupon code SG25 at checkout, man. They got the lawnmower 4.0. Gonna get you right, man. Have, have everything squeaky clean no harry larry and they also got the weed whacker to hit the nose and the earlobes feel me uh they have body wash they have deodorant they have ball deodorant anything you need to stay fresh visit manscape.com use coupon code sg25 for 25 percent off and free shipping here here uh and thanks for everybody that joined us on youtube as always when we do a live stream of our podcast we try to feature as many comments on there as well we'll see you guys next week 
Already, same corner, same time. It's that feel, baby. I advise you to get some wine for this one. La la la, yeah. something nice. Keep it player, that's a fact. I ain't never going back. Couple bitches, good smoke, sip some wine, just relax. Come on, open eyes, staying cautious. I can't lack. We ain't tripping off no bread. Hustlers make it right back. In my city, tucked off, probably hit the juice bar. I can't focus on them losses. I done made it too far. Poker facing with my bitch, up. We call a loose dog. Only need about ten minutes. Talk a lot of skirt dog. Got a little text, so I gotta scurry off. Handle business on this mission. You just gotta work hard, solidify positions, cover ground when you pimpin'. Say I'm charismatic, always asking if I'm pimpin'. I ain't got no game, you just fuckin' with the realest. Out of West Palm, total rate of multi-killer. Focus on what matters, nigga, get about your feelings. We ain't trippin' off for much, busy plotting on these millions. Keep it player, that's a fact. I ain't never going back. Couple bitches, good smoke, sip some wine, just relax. Come on, open eyes, stayin' cautious, I can't lack. We ain't trippin' off no bread, hustlers make it right back. Keep it player, that's a fact. I ain't never going back. Couple bitches, good smoke, sip some wine, just relax. Come on, open eyes, staying cautious, I can't lack. We ain't tripping off no bread, hustlers make it right back. Put uh. your ears like crap, baby girl, I'm your dealer. Prescribe you what you need, turn me up on your speakers. Since a poppy seed, Ben knew I was the nigga. Pino bottle, surrounded by my niggas. Couple bad women, some bougie, others chilling. Thinking mad figures, switching lanes down the district. All this pain in me, still learning how to deal with the bitter situations, processing my feelings. I made a lot of changes in my life. I'd be a sucker if I ever double back. Way too focused on cutting all of these tracks. That feel, motherfuckers, two stepping in the back. With a glass full of wine, count my blessings every time. Yeah. Count my blessings every time. With a glass full of wine, count my blessings every time. Uh. Got my blessing, yeah. Keep it player, that's a fact. I ain't never going back. Couple bitches, good smoke, sip some wine, just relax. Come on, open eyes, staying cautious, I can't lack. We ain't tripping off no bread, hustlers make it right back. Keep it player, that's a fact. I ain't never going back. Couple bitches, good smoke, sip some wine, just relax. Come on, open eyes, staying cautious, I can't lack. We ain't tripping off no bread, hustlers make it right back. Uh.